Behind every success story, there is a long line of triumphs and defeats that remain hidden from others. These stories get condensed into journeys that minimize the struggle and wrap up with a happy ending. But we know that's not how life works. That's where From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay comes in. On today's show, you'll hear honest conversations about the challenges that Mark's guest faced and how they overcame adversity. Now, here is your host, Mark Azoulay. Welcome back to another episode of From the Ashes. And we have another uh, crowd pleaser, fan favorite, <laughs> Melissa Raddis, our resident relationship, marriage, and family expert um, on mm -hmm. to talk about it. Did you like that title? I did. Yeah, I did. That was good. Keep going. I want to hear more of this. <laughs> yeah, we got, her, we got her on to talk about uh, making friends as an adult which is something that I know a lot of my clients struggle with. You were just saying, you know, before we went live that a lot of your people struggle with that. Um, you've struggled with that. I've struggled mm -hmm. with that. I think mm -hmm. it's something that um, needs to get talked about more. You know, how do you make friends when you're like in your thirties, especially after you've moved to a new place or maybe you change careers, like friends mm -hmm. are so important. Mm -hmm. it, <laughs> I came to this subject simply because when I take my kids to the park and there's other kids there, they just so fluidly move into playing together and having coordinated fun that I'm like, God, they show up so authentically themselves at the park and they create this, oh, there's a monster and everyone gets involved and there's play and it's, they, orchestrate such a friendship even though it may be so tiny but it's so pure and I look at these moms and I'm like I don't know if I want to talk to you or not I I think I'm just gonna sit here I think I may just look at my phone or there'll be times when I'm like I don't know how they do it man I don't know how they could be so free-willed to go make friends with complete strangers and and I sometimes sit on the bench being like, how does that happen? I want a friend. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like as adults, we're just so critical or maybe just so mm -hmm. anxious or so mm -hmm. like judgmental. Mm -hmm. I know I am, right? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not going to just start up a conversation with anybody. I go through this whole like rigmarole process in my head of yeah. like, is this person a friend? What do they look like? Do you think we we'll have anything in common? You know, what might I say? I have this yeah. whole thing. I mean, I've learned, I've learned over the course of my life to be more like outgoing and to like play mm -hmm. with people, you know, in the mm -hmm. world more. Mm -hmm. But I still have to overcome that initial, you know, kind of like approach anxiety that, yeah, yeah you're right. Kids like don't have at all. Like they naturally just flock to Beautiful. groups. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is when I reflect on if I'm in, when I was going through school or when I was starting a new job or whatever else. I always kind of put my best foot forward where I was playful. I would invite people. I would kind of put on this friendly, because I am friendly, but I would be like inclusive behavior. And then as soon as I was able to disengage, like go home, I would want to just be home. I don't want to have to like do these multiple text messages. I don't, I didn't want to engage, but when I would show up and have to be this fun, friendly, like, let me do this for you. Let me be helpful. It, it, people get this sense of, Oh, she could be really fun, but that's only a part of me. There's a huge part of me that likes to just be left alone and likes to read and likes to binge Law and Order SVU, <laughs> and I, I, I sit there watching SVU, and I'm like, man, it would be so awesome to be able to text somebody who also is into SVU and be like, son of a bitch, Olivia Benson is awesome, <laughs> and I don't have that, and I think part of it has to do with I isolate myself. And the other thing is I don't fully give myself anymore like I used to. 
like what the kids used to do or the kids are doing now. Right. Can you say more about that? Of not yeah. giving yourself fully having those walls built up or being more hesitant? Oh, man. I have, and I'm sure almost everyone can relate to this, but I have had a series of people who have been, who've had my heart. And either through death, through moving, through betrayal, I have gotten really closed off to where I'll show myself as a good friend, but I really won't let people in. And it's become lonely because of that. Yeah. Do you have a sense of what you keep back from people? Like what's guarded? What's behind that wall? I notice when I can have conversations with people, you can tell when there's a connection. And when a person is only willing to talk about, like, how's your job? How are the kids? And then there's a lull in the conversation. I immediately go, Mm-mm, you don't get access to me. Even though they may be having healthier boundaries than me of, you know, let's stick with the surface level until I get to know you more. I'm one where I like to drop in into depths of talking about angst, talking about a struggle, talking about what makes them really happy and a hobby they like. And if I don't get that right away, they get a wall. But I feel like if they can trust me, then maybe I could trust them. And what's happened is I've been screwed over because of that. Because of being too open mm-hmm. or expecting that from other people and not getting it? I, I have been screwed over from feeling like I expose myself, like I expose vulnerabilities. And then those vulnerabilities get turned on me. So like the most recent example I can give is I became really good friends with one of my ex-bosses. So much so that we would go on family vacations. And I told her I'm missing connections with women. I want to get close. And she's like, you can get close with me. And so we started to co-mingle our families. Like we used to go to dinners together and vacations together. And she would ask more and more deep questions. Like, what are you afraid of? And, you know, the in-depth questions. Yeah, trying to really get to know you. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, how do we create boundaries from the fact that you're my boss and you're moving into this best friend position? And it was, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And what happened was a co-worker who was a, a peer of mine, we were not super close, but we were friends, communicated to me that she was wanting to leave that place of employment. And it wasn't my position to go running to her boss, i.e. my friend, and say, guess what? So-and-so is wanting to leave and you should feel prepared. I didn't do that because that wasn't my place. My friend and also my boss thought it was my place. I should have told her that so-and-so was leaving. And I'm like, wow, what am I supposed to do with that? And my boss was so upset with the fact that I didn't tell her that this person was leaving that she became vindictive. She started reaching out to past clients and saying, Melissa was leaving this location unethically, and here's how you report her. Really? And I had to hire a lawyer to defend myself because it was like, whoa, I am doing exactly what was in the contract of how to leave. 
And now you're trying to destroy my reputation as a clinician. And I mean, they, they wrote a redacted email and they quote unquote apologized for the miscommunication, but never an apology of, sorry, we misrepresented Melissa. So it was a huge burn on like, I communicated I was vulnerable I needed people in my life. And then I feel like you betrayed me even though she feels like I betrayed her when it wasn't my place to tell her anything. And I suppose you can relate that to if you find out your friend's boyfriend is cheating, do you say something or not? Well, I I think your situation is actually sadly common, right? Because a a lot of people, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of people our age make friends at work. Because that's yeah. where we are, like most of yeah. the time, right? I mean, a 40 hour yeah. work week for many people more. And, you know, I guess I have the luxury of, you know, working alone, essentially in my own practice. But I, I've run into this around supervisors, around, you know, people I'm in, you know, training groups with, uh, people I go to conferences with, like therapists in general, right? Because I'm still part of the community. Mm-hmm. But there are these like really, I mean, incestuous is the word that comes to mind, like dual relationships, right? Where it's yeah. like, yeah, like you said, your best friend is also your boss. And then you have another right. friend who is like your colleague and coworker, mm-hmm. and it gets really messy. And I, you know, mm-hmm. some of my clients that work in corporate environments deal with this all the time, like whether it be friends or some of them have, you know, relationships or even affairs or all kinds of things yeah. where the power just gets thrown around. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. left with this thing of like, okay, well, we have to keep our coworkers at arm's length. But then many of us, we work too much or have families or are trying to like, you know, stay physically fit so our body doesn't decay and die. So it's like, what else, what other time is there to actually make friends outside of that, to have a social life outside of that? Right. And that was something, you know, I see a therapist pretty regularly to kind of detox after, you know, seeing clients for so long and working on my own stuff with my family, as you guys might remember. And this concept of friendship comes up a lot because I do experience loneliness. I want to find this friend soulmate that I feel like I've had at some point, but have lost. And then when my therapist and I go over basically my daily schedule, where is their time with two kiddos, working full-time, working from home, so I'm also taking care of the house, like a housewife, having a husband and a family, where's the time? And she offered a suggestion, which I feel like, duh, I should have known, was reflect on the friendships that I've had in my past that weren't negative and start reaching out to them. And just see what happens. And so I started to list because I I wanted female friends. I have so many male friends and I think that's because they're fun and playful or whatever. But I want a female friend. I want a female soulmate. And I reached out. And I will tell you the experience was pretty awesome and also made me want to isolate again. (laughs) So I texted about eight females who I've had in my past that I've known from either elementary school up to even probably five years ago. And I just wrote, Hey, that was it. That was the message. Just, just, Hey, Hey, Hey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's like, that's like the worst dating app message that you can send. That's like, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking to bang any of them. They know me. It's not like I don't know them. I know them. All right. I like that. I like that. that. And I got every single one of them responded to me. And every single one of them said, I miss you. I want to hang out with you. And I'm like, oh, God, now I'm overwhelmed. I can't keep up with all these demands. (laughs) And so I inadvertently walked away from my phone and cut the communication off. Yeah. Yeah, because you got the tidal wave. Yeah, I did. And so I kind of processed it with my husband and I said um what does a non uh not so intelligent person do with this because I feel like I'm so crippled in this area that I don't know it do I respond 
And I, I did. I then re-engaged. And then I've got three people who are like, why don't you guys come over, let the kids play, and we can hang out. And it's just a little invite. And I'm like, that would actually be great because then I'm not stuck with the two kids on Saturdays alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to experiment with it and I'm going to try and engage past friendships to see where it goes. Then also there were other options that I thought were pretty hilarious. (laughs) My therapist said there's meetup, which I've never heard of. And I went on to meetup and I tried to find friendship groups around me and one of the first groups that popped up was a cuddle group oh god welcome to (laughs) boulder man (laughs) and part of me i've seen those yeah yeah i so part of me wants to do this experiment where i try all these various avenues of finding my soulmate and a friend and see what happens. So I, um, I'm going to sign up for the cuddle group. You're going to do the cuddle group? I don't even know what it is. It doesn't give much of a description, but if, if I show up and it's literally people like laying on the floor doing a human centipede sort of cuddle thing, I think I'm going to walk away. But I mean, what else is it going to be? That's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> It's going to be a human centipede. Oh, God. I don't know. But there's a, there was a few other groups. One of them is like female entrepreneurs and like hiking groups. And I'm, I'm going to try these different avenues to see if I can find somebody. What about you? Tell me about your friendships. Oh, we got a break. We have to break oh, soon. But... Yeah. We'll talk about that, I think, on the other side of the break. For me, it's been a lot of, like, I have a slightly different story. It's been a lot of, like, rekindling old friendships, a lot of dealing with my own hang-ups around friendship, my own disappointment and high expectations, which I think people can probably relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, putting myself in environments where I can meet people. But we will talk about that on the other side of the break. You'll hear all access how I'm uh, working with and trying to rebuild friendships in my life. So stay tuned, and we'll catch you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y.teachable.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. 
Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azoulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back. We're here with the Melissa Raddis talking about friends. And I was going to share a little about my journey. So I think I, I'm like the opposite stop really quick yes i'm gonna have to stop you you talk about the cuddle party oh my god (laughs) yes because the uh, during this break so many fun things came up i'll tell you it's called friends who cuddle i'm looking at the page right now friends who cuddle there's four spots open and there's one person going (laughs) (laughs) and it's um it's a female who is a touch practitioner. Okay. So it may not be, it may not be like a, I'm going to show up and there's going to be a man dressed as a squirrel, but it, it, so far it's just one woman who's doing it. So is this going to be you and her cuddling? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she's your soulmate? Do you think that's how you yeah. get it? How you well, get it? It, it? Well, she is a cuddle consultant and somebody wrote, a review on it saying that they loved it. There you go. Cuddle consultant. So who, who I'm knew? going to do it. I'm going to do these meetup groups and I'm going to report back to you what it is that I found. But there's also another thing, a bumble. Have you heard of, have you heard of bumble? Yes. Bumble has a friend thing. They have like friends yeah. swiping. Yeah. Oh, so I might try that too. Is that an option? Like, I haven't been on it. What? That's not what I use Bumble for, but I think I've seen that tab. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've seen that option. Oh, I've seen that option. I think you got to do it. I think you got to do it. Come back on the show in a couple months, you know, make a blog about it. Like, I want to follow along on your adventure. Totally. Melissa trying to make friends. I will do that because I am on a journey to find a female soulmate who I can write one thing about Olivia Benson and the bitch gets it. And she will tell me, uh, this is kind of where the tangent went off. I had a very peculiar moment where I just got done doing a session with my husband for couples therapy. And there was some patterns coming up that reminded me of my dad. And I went into a huge spiral of, I don't think my husband loves me just like my dad doesn't love me. And I'm going to give him an easy out. And I'm going to say, hey, if you went out of this, let's figure out how to do this. Like I went on a huge Really? Spiral. You went all the and way I to did, the apocalypse scenario. I went huge, right? Yeah. And, and I'm making it into a nice little box. But I went like bonkers, okay? And I realized that if I had someone who knew me, that I could bounce this off of and say, tell me I'm crazy. Tell me that I'm, I'm going into my anxiety like I normally do because I'm firing. And I could have that friend be like, are you freaking kidding me, Melissa? Of course you're spiraling. Your husband's amazing. What, what more would you, you know, like let me bounce things off of that depth, the depth of them knowing me and then basically saying, you're an idiot. Stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> right. Someone who's like in your corner, right? That can like yes. punch through whatever defenses you have and be like, yo, yes. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. I want that so bad. So I'm going to go to this cuddle group and I'm going to go to Bumble and I'm going to reach out to all my friends and I'm going to see if I find my 
my soulmate here. Maybe she's listening to this podcast. Oh, oh my God. If there's a female, okay, so here's another avenue. If there's a female out there who wants to be my friend, email me. What's your email address? Send it out there. Should I get my business email or my personal email? I do business. Okay. All right. It's so it's Melissa, M E L I S S A, at kenosiscounseling.com. K E N O S I S counseling.com. If you want to go on a friend date with me, let me know. I'm willing to go on a friend date. There you go. I hope you find it. I hope you uh, you pull one up. I know. Me too. And, and please, no dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Female friends only. Female friends only. No dick pics allowed. Yes. And I want someone who seriously wants a friend too. All right. Now tell me about your journey of friends. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So my, I have the opposite problem. I have the opposite problem to what oh, you have. God. Yeah. Rub it in, you dick. So I have <laughs> I have friends and right and I'm in communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My problem is letting people like support me, I guess, mm-hmm. or letting people in to that certain level. So I have some really good friends. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. not ton not a ton of them are local, right? Like and mm-hmm. I have a bunch of different groups that are all kind of like scattered, you know. So I have yeah. like my outdoor adventure backpacking crew which is like mostly in California, some people from other areas that we gather a couple times a year. And those times are mm-hmm. incredible, but mm-hmm. kind of similar to you. Like they're not, it's not like we're texting all the time, right? It's not like there's like an yeah. ongoing connection, but we do yeah. go on really incredible adventures together, you know? Yeah. Um, I have my like Dungeons Dragons, like nerd crew, right? That we play like every Sunday. Hey, it's pretty You're cool. Killing me. It's pretty cool. You know? I've actually got, I kind of want to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Whenever, whenever you're I- ready. Really? Whenever you're ready, yeah. Do I have to wear a squirrel costume? You don't have to be a furry to play Dungeons & Dragons. You hear it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to dress up at all. Uh, okay. But I got that crew, right? But mm-hmm. that, I mean, that where I'm getting closer, that's actually part of later in the story. I've actually been developing closer relationships with them as I've been intentionally working on that. But again, like we, we played all during COVID. I mean, we still do. And it's like, that was what that group was about. I think it's different for mm-hmm. male and female friends too. Like mm-hmm. for male friends, we bond over activities and it's like, okay, this is what we do. We play this game, right? Um, this is what we do. We go hiking, right? This is what we do. We, we have this like go go to the gym, the gym, gym together, right? Um, yeah. And then we just like don't really talk that much in between. Uh, so I've been working on doing that, on actually like connecting in between those events and letting people in and like, you know, sharing funny stuff. I mean, stuff that's like natural, I think for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I had to really work at um, to kind of implement because similar to you, like I don't like my phone at all. Like I keep it far away from me. I don't like being responsible. I have some level of like low level anxiety. If I'm talking to somebody and the conversation is like open-ended, I'm like, oh, do I have to like answer in like a reasonable time? And then I'm like, my mind is like jumping to the phone like every couple of minutes of like, oh, did they text me? Mm-hmm. But then I also don't want to be like, hey, like, stop texting me. I just need to, like, be alone, right? Or I need to just, like, not have, like, this low-level kind of anxiety hum going on. Um, but see, that's where, like, if I had a, fee- like, my soulmate, I would be like, stop flipping texting me. Jesus, let me go to work or let me go to bed. Leave me alone. Like, and it'd be playful banter. Right. I love playful banter, especially in women. But women are very, can be very sensitive. What do you mean you can see my root? You know what I mean? Like, I do. <laughs> I know exactly it's, what you mean. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Like, men are so fun because you can give each other bullshit. And it's really silly and fun and playful. And it's not like, oh, I'm heartbroken. And when I attempt to kind of intertwine how I interact with my male friends, with my female friends, it doesn't work so over so well. Yeah, I think they're real different, right? I mean, again, yeah. stereotypes, but I think there's something to them. I think women prefer like consistency of connection, right? Mm-hmm. They want to feel connected more 
consistency consistent where I think men prefer like peak experiences. Like we want to go and like do something really cool and that can tide us over for a long amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had some very beautiful, powerful relationships with women. And for one reason or another, it's either faded away because they've moved. Like I have one friend that I think of, she moved to Africa how in the world am I supposed to like maintain this if right. we are in completely different time zones? And then I, I've got another one who unfortunately uh, died in domestic violence. And that was just completely oh, devastating Jesus. to where I didn't, it looks like my soul never really healed from that. And has been like searching for, for that sadness to be healed in a friendship again. Right, to find someone that can be at that level again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you want to try this cuddle group with me? I don't want to cuddle with you, but like... No, I think that'd be weird. three of us, we'll sandwich <laughs> the one person that signed up for it. Right, we could put her in the middle. So now we're flipping it. It's not a trap. We're the trap. We're trapping her. <laughs> no, I don't want to do the cuddle I will tell group. you, though. That I value, I feel like for you and I, we can go months with not talking to each other. I think we went a couple of years of not talking to each mm-hmm. other. Like maybe like a few texts here and there. But every time I interact with you, every time you're around me, I just feel so good in my skin. I want, uh, can you be a woman for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. I do like hanging out with you. And I think we can do, you know, we talked about doing like spin class and row class and stuff, which I think would be fun. But yeah, I mean, and I think that's, that's the thing that gets in the way with me is that consistency, right? Because I I can do that, right? I mean, I love showing up. I love hanging out with you. I love hanging out with my friends. I love Mm -hmm. like the contained, like, in some ways, controlled experience. Mm. But it's a lot harder for me. I think what you're talking about, right? To like text somebody when I'm like watching TV and be like, hey, how's it going? Or like, what do you think about this show, right? It's very hard for me to like cohabitate, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, there's nothing particularly going on. We're just like in the same space. Like for me, and I think for a lot of men, but I'll I'll speak at least for myself, I think that's a way more intimate. Like for us, that cohabitation is way more intimate than like going on a date. Right. Or again, having or going on a trip together. Right. Because, again, those have like clear start and end points. And there's like a role that we can Mm -hmm. drop into that I can drop into when Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, here's somebody like around. (laughs) Right. It's just like it's a lot of ambiguity. It's a lot of ambiguity. And I it's something that I actively um, have to work on, trying Mm. to work on. Well, and the thing is, is I want someone who's around and wants to be around and I want to be around them and it's not like um a a, hey how's it going but when we're together we talk about something like a a new show on Netflix and then I start watching the show and then I text oh my god you were so right blah 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 happened right so it's a continuation of the last engagement or the previous engagement in just minor titrated moments. Uh Like I can recall, I just started seeing clients one day a week face to face rather than telehealth. And one particular day was kind of tough. And I was driving home and I was like, God, it would be awesome to be able to call somebody and just say, I can't tell you what happened, but can I decompress a little bit, make me giggle or do something that you know is connected to me that pulls me out of that system. And I tried to do a mom's group, like thinking maybe I could engage in that. And I don't know if it was necessarily the right group for me because when I came in, relationships were already established Yeah, and it was already like, she's my sister-in-law. We're best friends. We hang out or this is, you know, my neighbor, we hang out all the time. And it, I didn't, I didn't fit. I didn't fit. And I felt like an outsider. So I, 
I want to find my soulmate because I see other women have it, yeah. but I want it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, women need other women and men need other men. We need same sex, uh, yeah. you know, friends. I want to take you back to to calling somebody after work. Okay. And this is selfish because this is what, what I struggle with. And this actually came up in my therapy group that I literally had yesterday where I got the feedback Ooh. that I can be unapproachable because I can either put on a facade of like being so competent, right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't let people in in certain ways. And I think that's 100% true. And and what I was telling them, I was getting a little emotional during the group of being like my whole therapy journey, right? This whole self-development, you know, learn about yourself, get better, et cetera, recovery, whatever you want to call it, has been focused on that, has been focused on, for better or for worse, of being like, I need to take care of myself. No one's going to be there for me. I need to find ways to like cope, make sense of my experience. So I'm not like a chaotic, like vulnerable mess where when I was that before, I was taken advantage of, you know, bullied and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything was about becoming self-sufficient and you know me, like I'm hyper-organized. I run mm-hmm. on a tight, I run a tight ship. Like everything mm-hmm. is like very dialed in, but even though I'm very proud of that and I am proud of that, I think that boxes a lot of people out because mm-hmm. I don't particularly like need other people. I mean, mm-hmm. I do, but I don't, I don't seek it. Right. Like I don't, I don't admit that to myself that often. When I, especially when you, I'm in you those moments. In ways, you seek it in ways that it, it's, it's contained, i.e. the backpacking thing. This is, I know I'm engaging in this moment through backpacking. This I have control over the engagement. But I, I can see what they're talking about with you in the sense of this presentation of I'm so collected that I no longer need anyone else to satisfy this attachment because I can provide the attachment to myself. Right. Right. And that's good, right? Because before I didn't have that, but it does keep a lot of people out. And I think that's interesting um, to dive more into. So we're going to move into our next commercial break here. But when we get back, we'll you know talk more about that. We keep analyzing each other. I think we can talk a little bit about um, some concrete things that people can do if they are looking mm-hmm. for friends, maybe stuff we've heard mm-hmm. from our clients, uh, broaden out a little bit. So if you're listening and you're enjoying this podcast, if you need some friends, uh, first off, call Melissa, email her <laughs> because she's looking for a friend. Um, also, definitely share this. Give us a five-star review. Uh, send somebody who you think might be suffering from loneliness or someone who may be looking to make friends as an adult. Um, helps us out. Helps them out. It's win-win all around. So thank you for tuning in. Stay right there, and we'll catch you on the other side of the break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-Azulay, A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y, .teachable.com. 
For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark azoulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back. I'm here with Melissa Raddis. Talk about friends. Talk about friends and cu- hey. talking about cuddle parties. I'll be there for you. <laughs> so, so we were talking during the break about uh, what defines a friend. And I think that's important, right? Because I think we have different definitions. And, mm-hmm. you know, based on my story, I am really good and have done a lot of work to find, like, companions, right? Like, people mm-hmm. I can do stuff with, which is, like, that's mm-hmm. the main way that I bond, you know, quite frankly. Um I do have a couple like chosen family individuals that I feel like I can go to and try to try to talk to where it's like, it's almost like all depth. Like we actually don't do a lot of stuff together, but they're people that I can go to for support. Um, but I think when I hear you talk about the friend soulmate, it's someone that can be everything, right? That's like a companion that is like that deep chosen family person that is like, you know, also an acquaintance. I don't know, like like all those different levels. When I think of friends, I think of different like rings out from the center, mm-hmm. right? Like different mm-hmm. orbits mm-hmm. and trying to place people in a certain right. orbit. Well, and it's kind of like I have friends at various stages, right? The friends that are, that's the superficial, we're acquaintances, we're cool with each other. And then there's the Next level where it's like when we see each other, we, we we have fun, we engage, and we're like, hey, we should hang out, and then we never hang out. And then there's like that next level where it's, uh, our, my kid's having a birthday, come on over, I've known you for 10 years, and we bothered over getting drunk and said, I love you, man, I love you too, and now we're 30 and we don't get drunk anymore. And, and like I'm missing the, the deep deeper level the chosen family level yeah 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 yeah, that like person who you would want to do thanksgiving with because i like my siblings i mean you know the story of my brother and my other when you know the story of my brothers right they don't exist and so i want someone who can basically kind of be my sibling a little bit yeah so that that I have, I mean, I I have that again. In God, my, let me rub it in. <laughs> uh, my friend Francesco in California, my friend Marion here, right. my friend Sura in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The the issue is, yeah, they they live far away, right? Or they're busy. Yeah. That I, I don't get a lot of that like moment to moment companionship or moment to moment kind of like roommate time with. Um, but I think it takes time. I mean, I think. I think it's hard, right? Like, I think it's hard to go from zero to chosen family. Mm. I think it builds mm-hmm. over over years. It builds over Absolutely. accompanying each other through difficult times. I Absolutely. think it builds over, like, just, yeah, just time. Time, intimacy. It's like erosion, right? Like, I don't, I think it's very tough to be like, you are this person. Because mm. I think in your case, which is very common, I think people get hurt. 
because you pick the wrong person. It's just like dating, right? Like you said, it's just mm-hmm. like dating. It's just like dating. Right? Like it's really hard to go from like, you know, hey, I met you on, you know, Bumble to like, oh, you want to move in in like mm-hmm. a month, right? Like mm-hmm. that's almost destined to fail. And if it does right. succeed, that's because of luck. That's not because of anything that you did, you know? Right. Right. Well, and yeah, and like I go over the stages of dating with my clients all the time. Like when you're just in going out and you're having fun and you're seeing multiple people and there's no like, I don't want anyone. I just want to have fun. I, that's not the friendship that I want. But in, you got to start out that way a little bit where you're going out and you're just having fun. And you learn to be authentically you throughout the process. And then you move into the next stage where there's one primarily person that you talk to a lot, but you still have a bunch of other people that you talk to. And then you move into the stage of like, yes, I feel like I could spend most of my time with you. I still enjoy these other people. I just, they don't get me like you get me, right? There's like the stages of dating, also the stages of a friendship. And I, I feel like I've dated, quote unquote, a lot of friends. Uh, and I want to get past the dating phases of friendship. And it may have to be going back to who was in my past that it could have worked and it didn't. It could be branching out and meeting entirely new people and going through those phases. It could be a variety of ways. Yeah, can you talk but a little bit about, about female friendships and female relationship dynamics? Because as you're, as you're talking, I'm just like, yeah, this is really different. And I, you know, when I have some of the male therapists on this podcast, we talk a lot about, you know, masculinity and male bonding and male intimacy. But I think it's, I think it's different. I'd be curious your experience or your, your thoughts around, around that. Like, how do women bond in a way that's different from the way that men bond or the way that I men and women bond with each other, right? I think that there's different ways that women bond. Like, there's the let's gossip and talk shit about people, which I have zero interest in doing, but it seems like the easiest way to create a friendship, right? Let's let's have a commonality over something we don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, which I think that was the downfall of the boss. Well, one of the downfalls of the boss friend is that we started to go into a lot of clucking rather than a lot of bonding. And then I've had friends where, oh my God, I feel like I could just be a goofy, random, silly person and they can too. And we laugh and it's like, you get that. I'm crying from laughing so hard. That's the good stuff. Yeah. That's the good stuff. But when you're ready to settle into like, what's going on with you? Why are you acting this way? What's going on? They don't know how to handle that. Right. They don't know how to like really go into that depth piece. Um, And then there's some women who do love going into deep things. And then that's all they know how to do. They don't know how to fun anymore. They don't know how to be silly and like take jokes. They only are here. And I don't want that either. So it's, I think there's varying degrees of female relationships. It sounds like you're looking for someone that can straddle all of those, right? That can cross all of those. Yeah, like fluidly, right? Like a partner. Being able to have an intimate partner that you can do things with. Also having that close friend that you can do things with. Or just go to the park and just start playing with the moms at the park and then see who wants to play back. (laughs) Right. You can be like, oh, no, there's a monster. Let's run. (laughs) You can can do the same strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So tell me, what would be your advice for me on how to find that person? I don't know. I think the biggest thing that's helped me is just trying to be as open as possible, right? I mean, one, mm-hmm. one, go where other people are, right? Yeah, that's true. I can't sit in my house all day and be like, God, it's so lonely. Right, exactly. Right. But like a lot of people do that, right? A lot of people are like, or like they're on the internet a lot. Or they're just at work or like, you know, if it's a job like me, whether being Mm -hmm. private practice or just being any kind of like work from home person, like I'm not meeting people in my house, right? Like I don't meet people at my job. I'm not friends with my clients, right? That's 100% appropriate. I'm not meeting people 
during most of what I do. So I had to learn to like be where people are. I think that's a very interesting thing that you bring up because this involves a negotiation of time with my husband. Mm -hmm. And if I look at my just daily schedule, right? This is kind of what I did with my therapist is what time can be allocated to just go out to cuddle groups or whatever else. And responsibilities don't solely fall on my partner. And at the same time, I cannot just be stuck in this house because I, I, I do not leave this house unless it's on Saturdays for some lessons with the kids. Right. I mean, I know a lot of my clients that are parents, the swim lessons where they make their friend, right? Or doing school events or doing things where they can kind of double dip with kid duty, mm-hmm. right? Or like a kid activity um, and mm-hmm. then to, to make a friend. Um, and I think that's where my, what I got to work on is the, I, 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 I guess you can call it judgment, right? Where it's like, I don't know if I want to be your friend. I don't, I don't know what you just did there, but I don't want to be your friend, right? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that kid on the playground. Right. I think there's something around giving people a chance, which can be tough mm-hmm. and getting over that initial approach to anxiety, right? I mean, kind of back when I was talking about, you know, what I'm going through in my group, one of the most powerful things I learned in therapy is that, you know, every, although everyone deserves happiness, not everyone is entitled to it. In fact, nobody yes. is. Like, you're not just going to get that, right? Yes. Like the same, like you're someone that is obviously highly invested in self-development, therapeutic work. You're in easily the 1% of emotionally intelligent people on planet earth, right? And it's hard for you to approach somebody at the park. So imagine yeah. what it's like for all those other moms that might not even, don't even know about therapy, right? That aren't thinking yeah. about this, that didn't just record an hour podcast about this topic, right? Like, right. I think we, if we want it, we have to go and get it, right? Like we have to go yeah. out and approach those people and not expect it to happen to us. And if it does, that's awesome. And maybe that's like the new best friend, but that can't be the plan, right? right. The plan can't be to just like wait and see. Right. Or to, to do the like, well, with me, why I don't have any friends, which is why I think I'm going to be on this, this journey. And I'm going to let you know how it goes. I am going to make plans with, people who were already established friends and for whatever reason it died i'm gonna try these meetup groups and i'm just gonna go up to mom and i'm just gonna start talking to them i'm gonna put myself out there and i'm gonna see what it's like i'll let you know i definitely want to know that i'm sure our listeners do too we have to start to wrap up here um we'll definitely have you on uh beginning of next year for an update around this as i'm sure we kind of will talk more and see um, I think it'd be a kind of a cool ongoing uh, storyline, right? To see, like, did Melissa make a friend? And again, if you're listening out there, you can email Melissa. Um, it's going to be like, vote. Do you think Melissa made a friend or not? Thumbs up, thumbs down. There's going to be a lot of thumbs down. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on this episode of From the Ashes. And we'll see you next week for another episode, another story of triumph and defeat. Thank you for joining host Mark Azoulay on From the Ashes. Be sure to tune in again live next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Meet triumph and defeat and treat those two imposters the same.